0: Be following Willie more and more. I'm back in the
1: NRL. There's Willie. That's have gotten How big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Oh, you got
0: steel, son. Uppercut, right hand by Big Willie. Who's for you? Welcome to Origin 3 special of the Take with Willie and Ian. William, we're here again on mm. the edge of our computers. It's very
1: impersonal, this. It's very <laughs> it's so bad, isn't it? Like, it's just, it's, you need that, we need that sort of that energy when we're just in the same room. We can bounce off each other. But, you know, if we're going to do this for another maybe one or two weeks and then get back in the studio soon, hopefully everything everything works out.
0: I just but, wish I everyone. Mean, at,
1: least, at, least, at least it's um it's something new, isn't it? It's boring. It's as hell good. If we weren't doing this yet. Yeah.
0: yeah, and once again, congratulations on organising the background. I, I've got my son's yeah. drawers in the back. It looks good. <laughs> You're in the closet, are you? I'm coming out of the closet. Will? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: well,
0: will well. next time we're together. So let's. What we're going to do today? We're going to focus just on state of origin. There's been a lot of news in and around the NRL, um, which we will come and do later in the week. But for now, it is just the state of origin, that's all we're going to do. Um, As part of the state of origin, though, we do need to talk about the fact that games are getting moved because of obviously the lockdowns and and, and the way that the NRL have had to pivot things to make sure that it continues. The move to the Gold Coast, this is set up for the greatest origin win in history. If they can win 3-0 every game
1: in Queensland, what about this? That's unbelievable. Because at the start, remember at the start, where they're like, well, it's in Townsville, then it's Brisbane, and everyone's like, oh, we, you know, there's a chance of getting beat,' and You know, it's unfair. We're on, the, we're on the verge of sweeping them. 3-0, three games in Queensland. It's brilliant. It just rubs salt right in the wound, and they will be hating this, hating it. No one's been swept for a long, long time, long time. So this will be interesting.
0: Don't you reckon, though, my whole thing this week, obviously – We'll discuss the Jairo breach and that sort of thing, but I think more of a story is the fact that Paul Green, who's in his first year as coach and he's currently losing 76-6 to as an origin coach, he fronts a press conference after the Jairo things happened, completely ignores the questions, reads a prepared statement and then pisses off and leaves. Christian Welch, who I've got so much time for, he steps up, they ask him a couple of questions and he just stands he, there answering it like he's a ceo how is yeah. paul green looking his players in the face and saying i'm your coach i'm your leader i'm looking after you blokes when he literally just walks out of a press conference and leaves a player to deal with it
1: yeah i don't know yeah, it was it was quite it was kind of strange cuz he is supposed to be a leader of queensland a leader of men you know what i mean you're the coach you got you got a big responsibility it's more than just prepping these blokes for an origin game. You've got media obligations. You've got to, you've got to be on point. You've got to, and you've got to look at that as like a lack of leadership, isn't it? Really, like a bit of a bit of sookie act just going up there and eh, read, read a statement and got out of there. That's what everybody wants to do. You know what I mean? If you're, in, if you're in a position like that, most players don't really want to front the media most of the time, but you just have to. You know, you rarely get up there and just say what you want and then walk away. It was. Like, yeah, I didn't expect it from Mum, from Paul Green. I mean, he could have easily just answered the questions. Well, I don't think they would have grilled him that much. This is not on Paul Green. He could have. He could have easily just steadied the ship a little bit and showed some really good leadership. You know, he had that opportunity, and it wasn't. He didn't. He, I think if he had his time again, he probably he'd stay there for a little bit because that's all we're talking about. Look how amplified it is. You know, he, he went there, and I, I. understand why he did that because he's just sick of all the shit. He's already beat. He's already got beaten. You know, his, his job's on the line and everyone's questioning him. And this is just adding fuel to the fire. So he don't have to get, I don't think he can help himself.
0: Is there a media manager when you're in the origin camp? Obviously, the clubs have a media manager. So, how's the media manager? Like, that's the whole thing that I don't get. In these situations, he's definitely made a decision that he wasn't going to answer those questions because then Christian Welch has come up and answered questions. So the media manager has potentially said, don't answer any questions. And then no. gone, no, there you go, Christian Welch, go and do your best.
1: It's all on, it's all on Paul Green. It's all on the player, you know, like the media manager is always there to just obviously just to manage stuff. That's it. That's all their job is, but it's all up. It's always up to the individual, what they want to say and how they do everything. It is. It really is like they'll organize all the, all the the media and stuff like that. And that's about it. You can't control what players say and what the coach says, especially, you know, like, so they're just there, you know, he would have hated what happened. But you just got to deal with it. You can't blame media managers for, for anything. Media managers really loved you. You would have been the favorite. I was always friends with the media manager. They were always sitting there on eggshells. Because like, they had to clean up. That's <laughs> no, <laughs> I was always, I had a really good relationship with all the media managers. Really good. It was like a love hate relationship with the media myself anyway. So it was always fun.
0: You hated them. They loved you. No, they hated a bit you. Like that. Yeah. Do you
1: reckon? Let's, again,
0: without harping on Paul Green, I just cannot see a New South Wales player in this current side, bringing someone outside of the bubble into the bubble and putting at risk, not only obviously their origin series, but potentially the club careers of all the players in there. Because ultimately if look at Curran and, and Aitken from the Warriors, they had to stand down for two weeks because they were on a plane where the hostess had it. Now, if this Person that he brought into the camp had coronavirus every single origin player misses the next two weeks plus origin
1: it's crazy what happened I I can't I can't put my finger on it really I mean like how how does this happen how does it keep happening especially after the St George debacle and then we're sitting here every week from the first little uh stuff up from the Bulldogs and and Dugan going won't happen the Vaughan thing happened and then that won't happen again. And then this, this is way worse. And this well, for
0: me is the worst of the lot.
1: Yeah. This is pretty dumb. This is like you could have jeopardized a lot here. And so much. um I know, I know for like the story that the the actual story and what happened is ridiculous. Like heads would roll, that whole team would be nearly getting sacked. That's yeah. how bad it was. It's like read between the lines when the, when I read when I read that. Is like tried to get someone in. No, you did. You know what I mean? Like it's. And you know, I'm not going to sit here and throw anyone under the bus, but I know exactly what happened. It's terrifying what could happen if anyone found that out. See, that Giara got away with like thirty-five thousand dollars fine, a couple of games, stuff like that. But <laughs> mate, the if something if that shit actually gets out. Yeah,
0: look, I can understand how the players themselves would probably be fairly upset with this whole thing because it's put mm. so many things at jeopardy, but do you reckon they'll all stand behind Jairo after this and play with yeah, him next
1: year? I think so. He's, he's obviously made the, a massive mistake. It's, it's huge. And he's paid the price for it. I'm not sure what else he can do. You know, like he's, 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 he's got dropped from origin. He's got, um, so two, well, he's going to lose probably 70 grand. It's probably nearly hundred grand. He's going to lose just for this mistake. So, you know, these guys are, they're learning the hard way, you know, um, As I said, I think this is probably worse than the Vaughan incident because like, if you're talking – this is what I don't understand, discrepancy here. You can play with these – you can train and play every single day with these blokes, hang out, do everything. But as soon as you leave home, this is where I think they got it misconstrued in their head, some of these players. They must have thought we can just go and hang out because it's just us. You know what I mean? Like, So that's where I'll be like, why can we just tackle and wrestle each other every single day, but then as soon as we leave, we can't hang out with just each other. What I mean, and I just think they just tried to test the waters a little bit. Obviously, got caught, big, biggest, big ramifications, and they're all in massive trouble. But that's, I think, that 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 would have been their mindset. Then I don't understand Jai Arrows, I don't, I just don't because the, the St. George boys were just those guys 12 players. This is bringing other people back, allegedly. I'm not sure, but like that's that's dancing with the devil there. You don't know because. They could be infected and then the whole, as you said, the whole NRL gets shut down, <laughs> Queensland gets shut down, no more origin. You're talking millions upon millions of dollars that, that one mistake could do. Tell me this, Will,
0: and not without mentioning names or without mentioning, but back in the day, I would have thought when you're in a camp, that camp was pretty focused on the game and focused on the blokes and forming bonds. I would have thought bringing people outside of camp into camp whether it's a COVID camp or just camp in general would have been fairly it unusual.
1: Yeah, it, it was because it's it's the bonding sessions and all that kind of stuff yeah. were just fun. You're sitting there sinking piss with your mates and having a good time. And you know, you just get home whenever you wanted to. And then end of that, you're never bring in randoms home. No, that's right. Like never. It's just like you don't yeah, it's just it's not about it's not about that. I'm not I'm not sure the mindset there. You know, it's pretty he's 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 stuffed up massively. What I like about these players, they're coming out, they're taking accountability, they know they stuffed up. We're, we're treating them like they've killed someone. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That's what they're getting treated like, like they're murderers or something like that. Come on. They broke protocol, deal with it, just keep stepping.
0: Well, let's look at it in terms of how it's going to affect the game because David Fafita obviously has been suspended. Um, Joy Arrow now, um, he's out through suspension through his own actions, not through anything that happened on the field. They're two pretty vital members of that forward pack. I just look at this Queensland side and I think with the disruption that they've had and mm. this is perfect, Queensland are going to, Queensland spirit and they're going to do this, they're going to do that. They're just not up to it. So no. I just look at this side and I was waiting for the Queensland spirit in game one. I, I, I tip Queensland. I, I was waiting for Queensland spirit with the start in round two. thanks yeah, to we all were. Where is it now?
1: Yeah, it's 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 long gone. You know what I mean? Even be, like round like game one, I was waiting for it. I was watching the game. I went to the game in Townsville. I was waiting for it. No, nah, not there. Game two, not there. It's just been, yeah, they got some real some soul searching to do. Getting Ponger back and Brimson, um, that'll add a little bit more attack, but like I'm not sure what else. See you know what I mean? Like I don't, I just honestly don't see him beating us at all. No. You know what I mean? Like where last year I could sort of sense, you know, the setup. It was, you know, that sort of upset was on the cards because of the long season that everyone's had. Three games, Wayne Bennett sort of, Wayne Bennett coming in there, perfect person to come in. Bang, bang, bang. Game one, two, three, within three weeks. You know what I mean? That was, you could smell an upset. But here, you know, the preparation that a lot of players have had, the 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 players that we've got in New South Wales and the form that they have that they're in, continuing into like from club football into origin like turbo and Latrell and teddy like come on man they are like playing lights out football it's ridiculous what they're doing club football and then putting it on that origin jersey putting that origin jersey on and just absolutely schooling these blokes it's just it's unbelievable
0: so if you're breaking down the game how can queensland win I mean, I don't think they can win, but if they were going to win, what style of football do that Queensland side need to play to not only win, but even get close to New South Wales?
1: Yeah, their defence has been poor. We're usually like they, um, this is probably up to, the, to the, the rule changes as well, the six to goes and like just how quick Origin is anyway. And then you put another couple of six to go sets and the dominant, dominant forward pack that New South Wales have, and then the backs, like they're just running Queensland off their feet. It's just it'll be it's going to be hard for him to win. I I swear, like I mean, I'm not sure who's the hooker this game. Uh, Ben Hunt, so Ben Hunt's not a traditional hooker. I mean, he played all right at the back end of the game in game two, but like it's going to be some individual brilliance. Like Munster's been contained, DCE's been contained, their forwards have been contained. Like everything has just been shut down straight away, and they just they just seem off when you look at New South Wales and when they run plays. Like, they're, everything is clinical. The back rolls are on the perfect lines. Um, the fullbacks sweeping around perfect. The balls are always out in front. Then you watch Queensland when they're in good ball. People are overrunning everything. It just seems really misjointed. You know what I mean? And they don't, and it's very, the structure of what they're playing is pretty basic to defend. You know what I mean? They go one up and then they'll, they'll, they'll if they're coming out of yardage, they'll just go all their backs, get to a kick. But even in good ball, they set up plays like where New South Wales is like, they're going play for a play for a play. They'll get I'll have three cracks at you. Where Queensland will have a crack and then they'll settle it, put a seller near the post and stuff like that where the defence can set a lot easier. And because New South Wales is a great defensive side, they're just not even like – they're not testing at all. They're not getting tested at all. You have a look at it. Have they been threatened at all? Not no. once. Where New South Wales is getting the ball and they create so much – They've got obviously better players in the back line, but the forwards are doing the right job. They're laying the platform down. Cooks, balls are like right out in front. Everything is crisp. Might be a little bit disjointed this game three because of Moses and um, and uh, Whiten, you know, in the halves. Maybe, maybe. Because Cleary and Luai were just so slick. But they, just, they need a perfect game to beat us. They I reckon...
0: To the one thing that i've been so cameron munster as far as i'm concerned he's coming i know he's coming off last year where you know he he was he won a grand final he he was player of the tournament by a, by a long way in the origin it's a it's a pretty big year to try and follow up from it's hard to come off a year like that when the expectations are high
1: yeah. munster
0: has been quiet munster to me is still one of the best footballers in the comp and yeah, he's- so he's he's been quiet right? If Munster blows up and you've got Ponga running off the back as well, I just don't know if Queensland forwards are good enough.
1: No. Well, look at Payne Haas and Junior, Paulo, and We've got a bunch of animals in that team, man. They're fit. They play big minutes. And when you're on the front foot, they're hard to stop. They've got better leg speed. They're bigger people. They're more aggressive. They've got everything over Queensland. You know, in the forwards, like I don't I don't think I'd pick one. Always try and compare forward packs, but like who would I bring from Queensland into New South Wales? No one. Yeah. Maybe Tino. Maybe Tino on the bench. Something like that. Because he's a young bull and he goes pretty hard. But I don't think I'd pick anyone else and and, and just slot him straight in the New South Wales team. I don't think so. None of their back row or the front row. You know, it's just like we've just we we've, we've got a really good team at the moment. And people just need to understand that if you're a Queenslander or not, like just give credit when it's due. Like we're a really good side at the moment, well-coached, great culture that we've built. And, you know, you just got to sit back and applaud sometimes. You can't coach things that Teddy and, you know, Teddy and Latrell and Fox and and Turbo are doing. You can't coach that. It just freaks.
0: I think it's interesting too, because even when Queensland had that side and Queensland, people shouldn't, forget how good that Queensland side was that won all those games, but New South Wales were still, they weren't far away. You know, you don't forget, but, uh, you know, no, no. People, that New South Wales weren't that far away. You know, this no. Queensland side seems a light years away from this New South Wales side.
1: Yeah. We'd always go to a decider. You know, it was always a decider. I think the year was 2007 when they, it was a, they beat us in the first two and it was a dead rubber. But everything else was always down to the wire. And the games were never like this, never this one-sided. We've been – I mean, the series. Some games were like this. You know, like we've been up at Suncorp and GI would just turn one on and, you know, Lockie would have his best game and JT, Cam Smith. like Those names, are, they're immortals. You know what I mean? Yep. GI, Cam Smith, Billy Slater. Like, they were just a freakish team. And the talent that they had, so we'd match it in the forwards and then it would be individual brilliance that would just kill us. You know, you, as you said, like you can't coach what these guys do, like Turbo and Latrell. You know, you can't coach with Billy and GI and these blokes and Lockie and JT. You can't coach what they do. They're just phenomenal players. And at this level, they go to another level. You know, that's that's the difference. And we've got those players finally. It's been a while. It has been a while. So, you know, I don't like all the, all the bitchiness from Queensland saying, you know, all this negative stuff. Just just accept the fact that at this stage right now, we've got a better team.
0: How do you reckon Mitchell Moses will go? Because he, he's he's one of those he's polarising people. Either you know they love him if you're a Parramatta fan, they love him. He's he's never really grabbed sort of that overall sort of love from from the rugby league public. They don't look mm. at him and go, Mitchell Moses is a terrific footballer. So this is almost like a make or break style yeah. thing for him because nathan cleary will be the halfback for new south wales for the next hundred years so yeah. i don't know i look at mitchell moses and he's got a lot to lose here because if they come out and he has a shocker um he'll get wiped there's yeah. no question 100 you know that sort of jared one and done. And yeah 100 and there's a lot of halfbacks in new south wales history that have had that yeah so it's a big game for mitchell moses how do you reckon he's going to handle that pressure
1: He's got a big responsibility. You know, he's a senior player in that team. He's played a hell of a lot of games now. He's been playing some decent football this year, bit hot and cold. Over the last three or four years, pretty much, when he hit the scene, he had really big raps on him at the Tigers and stuff like that. And You know, um, his football wasn't always his best attribute. You know, like his defense was always pretty awful. Now his defense is good. Like he's a real, he's, he's, he's the full package as a player. He's got a great kicking game. His defense is what I'm, I always look at. And the last two years he's been putting his body in front and he's been whacking blows. So I'm, I'm all for him, mate. I you know, he's got that blues Jersey on and he knows the repercussions for him. If he plays bad, they'll be like, not up to it. Red line through his name. And you're yeah. just going to stick with Cleary for the next 10 years. Or, you know, they'll start flicking around and going, we can put Lui at seven or, you know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll figure it. They'll just start picking players out of position. So he doesn't get another crack. So if he, if he does well, he's going to be the second choice. You know, he's only, I think he's pretty young, still reasonably young. So like, you know, if Cleary or Luai are, are out or injured, like, they're going to go, all right, Moses can step up and they'll have faith in him. And so there's a lot of pressure and he knows that, even though it's, you know, he won't be looking at this going, oh, Yeah, well, it's just, we've already swept him, which it's fine. No, he needs to be one of our best players. And I think he will, you know, well, like he's, I, hope, don't you I reckon... hope he plays well. I hope he does. Well,
0: don't you reckon as well for him, if he just simplifies it, he's, he's got a terrific kicking yeah. game. He's got one of the best kicking games in the comp. If he just mm. makes his kicks and all he's got to do is is open that back line up. That back line's yeah. so talented. There's so much individual brilliance. He doesn't need to do a lot. He doesn't need to be setting up no. plays. He's just got to fit into that machine and do his job. Yeah,
1: make his make his tackles, which is the most important thing. Get to, the, get to his kick, play to his strengths, get repeats. Do everything that clear is. He's got the same same skill set as Cleary, you know, like, and then give early ball to Jack, like have a look at what Cleary and I did to our backs, our outside backs. Just, and like gave him beautiful early ball all the time, you know, like took the line on squared, squared forwards up, had it like inside out. Like he just like, he he's he a masterclass, Cleary. And, but Moses has all those skills. Just, oh, he won't overplay. I don't think he'll overplay. He's got Freddie with him as well. So Freddie and, and Bedsy and Joey and all those blokes, they, they'll have some words to him. He'll be fine.
0: I think Joey as well coaches him at club level because he looks after the halves. So presumably he's going to have people saying, this is all you need to do. I think with the good sides, players just know their role. That's what Craig Bellamy's done for a hundred years. They go, here's your role. Don't overcomplicate it. Go in. Everyone does their job. Then you win. And I think Mitchell Moses is probably in that boat too.
1: Yeah. And origin isn't that difficult. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty simple. It's a simple game, you know. Like, but it's the toughest game in the world. You just, I think, some players when they do get on that stage for the first time, they just shoot themselves. And I think it was probably that that era where Queensland was so dominant, and Pierce was going through that, and Jared Mullen, and like Soward, and all these guys that were just trying to throw in, they just they come against the greatest team in like NRL history, that Queensland team. You know what I mean? And you, and they get absolutely blogged and the confidence just goes on them and then the media starts hammering you like it's just terrible what can happen so hopefully we get the job done and he plays well you know, he's so been, he's, he's, he's... Go.
0: last question about that if New South Wales do win this 3-0 and they put a score on Queensland how much pressure does that put on Queensland then because I don't see where they're going to find new players. You know what I mean? Like no. the, the next couple of years is going to be very challenging for them. How much pressure yeah. does it put on Paul Green as a coach and how much pressure does it put on the players to start to think to themselves, how do we beat this side? Because that is Huge. a legitimate thing. Yeah,
1: yeah, it is. It's, it's, I mean, Paul Green's probably under the most pressure to retain his job. Cherry Evans is probably up there as well. You know, just if, if, if they lose and get swept, Cherry's a captain and he doesn't play that well, you know, do you try and push a Sam Walker up there and try and get him in there for next year? I'm not sure. Um, but Paul Green, he's under immense pressure, you know, because the players obviously aren't reacting for him and not playing for him because you don't have to really coach that much in Origin. You just got to be a people manager, just get everyone together for that 80-minute effort. And he's got a good squad of like, he's got a good squad there. He's got a good team around him. And, you know, there's a lot of noise when the smoke, the fire. You know, they want Billy Slater and Jonathan first and Cam Smith, this super little coaching team that they want for next year. Maybe that's their answer because, obviously, the players aren't – they're just not – they're not reacting to whatever Paul Green's saying. You know what I mean? Like, they're, just not, he's not, they're not doing it. And I can't solely blame the coach sometimes, but, you know, especially in origin because the game's up to the players and the leadership with the Cherry Evans and Munster and um, – you know, but it's a bit disjointed. All, week, all the whole series, I haven't had a good nine. You know, the seven, the seven and six has been contained. The forwards are being contained. The fullbacks been contained. You know, it's just been a, it's just been a, a real shit show for Queensland. Pretty much, it's been awful, yes. awful series, mate. And the heads will roll after this, regardless. You know, the QRL will be like, we, we don't we we don't expect to lose. You put that jersey, on, you don't expect to lose. They don't care if you have like half your team missing. They still expect you to win. That's the culture that they've built. You know, so it'll be interesting.
0: All right, William. Let's have prediction then. Let's have prediction on score, and let's have prediction on man of match. And mm-hmm. let's have prediction on. I was
1: thinking about that today. That's probably it. So what, do, what do, Um, I reckon New South Wales one to 12. I think Queensland will be up for it. Just one to 12. Um, Angus Crichton my try scorer anytime try scorer and I think Latrell will get man of the match if he gets man of the match I reckon you'll get man of the series
0: alright well let's thanks what to betting on site that? well thanks to bettingsite.com.au I haven't actually cleared this with anyone but I feel like they are just such a wonderful organisation and they've been so supportive of us that they will allow us to have a bet let's say they're going to allow us to have a hundred dollar bet so would right. you say that your bet would be New South Wales one to twelve in the Latrell
1: man of the match, then? Yeah. In the Angus Crichton anytime try scorer. All
0: right. Well, I think we can get I think we can get I think we can get 14 bucks from bettingside.com.au for New South Wales one to twelve in the Latrell man of the match. I think if we throw Crichton in, they won't touch us. So let's go. That we have got there fourteen bucks then, hundred dollars, yeah, right. fourteen bucks at mm-hmm. uh, one to twelve into Latrell Man of the Match. Um, I don't know,
1: thirteen plus looks. Yeah, I know, but I, just, I think one to twelve feels. I don't know. I think Queensland will be up for this. Queensland day. spirit will. Queensland spirit. Yeah, and just that you know, New, Queen, New South Wales might be a little bit down, and Queensland's up here. Like that can happen. This can easily happen. One to twelve. So- I wanted to be thirteen plus.
0: Well, thanks to au, we will be taking the $14 at 100. That's $1,400 to the
1: kitty. Um, we're all for hunting, too. We didn't win We've... one thing last week, did we? No, shut up.
0: Don't care. <laughs> this one we're going to win. Although, I do, for the record, um, I think that uh, New South Wales will win by 13 plus and everyone else should gamble responsibly. But uh, so, all right. So, who's going to get man of the series? So, if, if, Who's in front first two games? Who's in front of Man of the Series?
1: I think Luttrell is. So. I honestly do. I honestly think he's like, I think if he plays a, if he does get Man of the Match this one, he'll get the, he'll get the, the Brad Fitler medal. He'll get the Man of the Series. He's just been outstanding. But you're not going to be angry at, at Turbo if he gets it either because he's been outstanding as well. They're on their neck and neck. And if they have bad games and Teddy has an outstanding game, Teddy could get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that's pretty. You know, it's a very prestigious award to win, and I just think those three blokes are right neck and neck. But you know, I think Latrell's just getting up there because yeah. I thought he's been—I thought he was outstanding both games. But Turbo as well. Be happy if either of them get it.
0: Anyone who says Latrell Mitchell isn't an Origin player just needs to watch the last two games on repeat because the bloke has been absolutely.
1: Who phenomenal. said that? Who actually said that? Do
0: you want Some specific channel. names? because I'll go on Twitter. Name them. Fought name them. them. I'll name them. <laughs> Speaking of Twitter, William, we will be promoting uh, ourselves via the tweeting because um, that's what it's all about. We just want you to engage with us. We love hearing from yeah. you. Um, except it's, it's
1: actually quite fun because we're watching every beautiful. game. I'm sitting here, We're just doing nothing, just watching game. I know. I'm, I'm got into the tweeting I, yeah, you write it at tweeting. I love it now. Yeah, I and just, some just, people think it's me as well.
0: Hey, Ian Byrne. Just for, for those that are listening, if it comes out of Will's personal tweet account at Mace21 or whatever it is, yeah. it's Will. If it comes out of the take with Willie Mason, it's Ian me. Byrne. Or if it's something to do with promotion, it's probably the producer. producer. Anything that's stupid from the tweeting account, that's the producer. Anything you like, <laughs> that's me. Me. So no. <laughs> What we're going to do as well, we're going to, because it's such an exciting time of the year, we're going to actually, we're going to record again the normal show on Thursday. Um, we'll be live via Zoom once again. I don't mind the Zoom. I miss you, Will. Not too bad. Not too bad. Move I'm going on. to try and work out how to get the background next week.
1: This week. Yeah, try and look a little bit more professional. Eh?
0: What do you mean? Do you know what I am? I'm actually, I'm wearing uh, <laughs> Where are a you? beautiful shirt and yeah. I'm wearing uh, my He-Man pyjamas underneath it. so <laughs> You that's... don't want
1: to look what I've got on right now. He's yeah, okay. got this jumper. I've just got this that's jumper. It. Just his jumper.
0: <laughs> no one needs to see that. Well, thank no, you for I'm tuning good. in uh, for our Origin special. It's only a short show because it's Origin time and we're just doing a little bit extra. You need to get it we out. Yep. We love you all. We'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. I'll be following Willie Moore
1: Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Wow. Oh, you got skill, son! The Uppercut 100. right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you! You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.